Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So the fake whip story about the whip incident at the border where there was neither a whip nor an incident continues. And make no mistake, the Biden administration wants this story out there. Don't think for a second, oh my gosh, the story of the whipping by the Border Patrol agents at the border, the fake whipping scandal. The Biden administration is running from, no, they're not. They love this story. They love the story because, number one, it's fake. They know it's fake. And number two, it's distracting everyone from the ongoing invasion at the border. I have video coming up of Saki. It's going to prove my point. Also, so-called science strikes again. And the government is now upping the financial spying. Have you heard what they're going to do with your bank account soon? If you haven't, you should. Australia is descending into madness over fake corona sirens. And uh, science, and don't underestimate how little liberals know. I've got the video to back it up coming up. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to four hundred dollars, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com/survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Okay, here we go, baby. All right. Yes, here we do go. It's uh, Thursday today. I believe you lose track of time during the show. Some big news. Um, I will be co-hosting The Five up in New York next week on the Fox News channel. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just saying. If I don't know if Geraldo's going to be there. I don't know. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. I have no idea. I can just assure you uh, there will be some uh, fireworks on the set of The Five next week. Uh, Warning to all involved. So, yes, I will be in all next week, Monday through Friday. Uh, check that out. Of course, I will be doing my podcast background. May look a little different and radio show, so don't worry about that. Make sure to tune into all of those things next week. So the fake whip story continues to be obsessed over by media lunatics because it serves two purposes. What two arguments do left-wing media nuts love more than anything else? They love identity politics debates. They love to make everything racial. And secondly, they love class warfare. Oh, my gosh. They're going all the damage being done to poor folks. This fake whipping narrative fits both of those, right? You have Haitians who are in the photo, largely black. You have a white uh, Border Patrol agent on horseback using reins. So this story's perfect. Uh, many of them also happen to be poor. Liberals love class warfare and love identity politics. Why? Because liberals need to divide the country. Why? Why, why, why? Liberals need to divide the country because the liberal agenda is destruction. It's nihilistic. It's apocalyptic. Liberals want to destroy the United States. So what the hell does that have to do with identity politics and class warfare? Well, liberals need to hide that agenda from you. They can't come out and tell you, vote for us. We're going to destroy your kids' livelihood and your prosperity, right? So liberals message has always been vote for us because we will protect you against the evil white man, the evil rich guy, fill in the blank, whatever identity politics thing they can use. So this story of a white border patrol agent 
uh, using his reins to control a horse in a situation trying to stop someone from committing a crime and entering the United States illegally fits their MO perfectly. Look, we're leftists. We're protecting you against these evil people. Don't pay attention to the fact that we're destroying the country. Does that make sense? Everybody get it? Yeah. That has been liberals MO from day one. We've been talking about it on the show, Joe, from the basement in Severna Park when we started. That's right. Liberals never, ever run on their real agenda because their agenda is destroying the country. Open borders, gross inflation, bankruptcy, healthcare destruction, rationing healthcare. That's their agenda. They only get people to vote for them because they they portray themselves as protectors against the evil Republicans and the man with the whip on the horse, right? Now, who's a part of this media fiasco? Well, of course, the Sludge Report. Drudge, which is now a total, a totally radical, a grotesque website. I, I feel sorry. I, I, you know, disclosure again, I have a competitor, Bongino Report. Uh, the reason I started is because Drudge has turned into a bunch of communist radical leftists. Here's Drudge Report again, another headline. Days later, we know there's no whip and we know there's no incident, but here we go again. Drudge, Texas Border Patrol round up Haitians with whips. Uh, folks, please, uh, this website is a disaster. There are grotesque people who work there, inflaming national divisions with fake news. This is the epicenter of fake news aggregators. Now, again, the story has already been debunked. There is no whip. There was no incident. The story is totally made up. There is no whip incident at the border with Border Patrol and Haitians, okay? That doesn't affect CBS Miami down here with us. Here they go again. All across South Florida, the outrage continues as images emerge of Border Patrol agents on horseback with whips trying to corral Haitian immigrants. Why do I keep bringing up this story? I don't bring up anything to you if I can't add some commentary or color to the story that I think will benefit you in diagnosing the problems our society has and how the leftists cause all of them. I can't emphasize this enough. This story, this is the, this is like a, this is what they should trademark this, right? Leftists want to destroy the country. I don't mean that figuratively. I mean, they literally want to destroy the country. They hate it. They want to do it through destroying our money to making us go bankrupt, to opening our borders, to opening us up to invasion, destroying our military, defunding our police, opening up uh, the country to invasion and you to crime and a public safety problem. They literally want to, and you know I hate the word, want to destroy the country. So stories like this distract you. People are now protesting the whips. It didn't happen. They're distracted. They're totally distracted. Who's paying attention now to the invasion at the southern border? The answer, no one in the mainstream media. They're more concerned now with the whips at the border that didn't happen. This is the perfect story to show you the Dan Bongino theory. Leftists want to destroy the country. They love identity politics stories like this one. Oh, black Haitian immigrants being whipped because it distracts you and it keeps the useful idiots occupied while the left continues to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, uh, to put their unofficial imprimatur on the invasion going on at the southern border. Now, Jen Psaki's hiding the, the media now because there are cameras out there that are showing the disaster at the southern border. A few of them have decided, well, we should, in a you know perfunctory mode, we should, you know, we should ask a few questions on how many people are coming in because you know maybe there are some moderate Democrats that may be curious. So here's a, an interaction in the press briefing room yesterday with Peppermint Patty. 
Jen Psaki. And uh, notice how Psaki doesn't want to tell you the number of illegal immigrants being released into the country. I'll tell you why on the other side of this, but check this video out first. The Secretary Mayorkas has now been asked twice on the Hill, uh, and he's not been able to provide an answer to this. So, so I want to ask you, do you have the numbers? How many patients have been deported, how many have been processed, and how many have been allowed to stay in the United States? I certainly understand why you're asking and understand why people have been asking Secretary Mayorkas. Those are numbers that are uh, the, Secre the Department of Homeland Security would have the most up-to-date numbers. But why is it so hard to keep track of a simple number like that? Why can't you give it? Why can't he give it? It's been two days now he's been asked. I I'm certain they will provide it. It's an absolutely fair question to ask, and uh, I'm certain he just wanted to have the most up-to-date numbers to provide. Okay, folks, there are two reasons why Peppermint won't give you the number of illegal immigrants being released into the country who we will never see again. They will disappear into the country. They will never go back. There are two reasons. Reason number one is they likely don't know the number. Why? Because there are thousands of getaways. Now, if they don't know the number, why not just say they don't know? Because if they think about it, if they admit they don't know, then what are they acknowledging? That we don't have a southern border. That people are coming into the country they can't possibly track. So they don't want to give ammunition to conservatives who will say, there's no southern border. You don't even know how many people are in here. And you're the executive branch of the government. You represent Joe Biden, Peppermint. That's reason number one, she won't give you the, the number. She, I believe they genuinely don't know. They don't know. And if they admit they don't know, they'll be admitting that they opened up the southern border of the United, the border of the United States and they have no idea who's coming into the country. But there's a second reason, too. Although they might not know the exact number, harking back to reason number one, they have an idea. And the second reason is obvious they won't give you the number because they have an idea, probably an estimate that could be 10, 15, 20 percent off. The number, ladies and gentlemen, is likely going to be in the millions soon of people who've entered the country illegally. And once they put that number out there, it is going to be eye opening and shocking to the American people who are for the first time are going to hear how many people walked across the border, entered the country with no consequences whatsoever, and are now residing in the United States despite their first official act here being to break our laws? Those are the two reasons they won't tell you. I don't expect you'll see a number for a couple days. Maybe you may not see a number for a couple weeks. That's the reason they're delaying. They're trying to massage this thing and they don't know what to do. All right, finally, word's gotten out around the world, folks, that our border is open. We don't have a southern border anymore. Look at this Wall Street Journal headline. If this doesn't trouble you, I don't know what will. Latin American migration, once limited to a few countries, now turns into a mass exodus. Haitian standoff in Texas reflects broader mix of nationalities fleeing pandemic-hobbled economies from around the hemisphere. Ladies and gentlemen, you can expect people now from every country in South America, Central America, Haiti, the islands, elsewhere. You can expect a mass influx into the United States coming shortly. The word has gotten out that you can enter the United States penalty free. And I'm telling you, it is not going to stop. This situation That's why I said last night I was on Fox with my friend Pete Hegseth. He'll be on my show unfiltered this uh, weekend on Fox again, as he always is. He always lights it up. I'm not optimistic, folks. I'm a realist. I think God will always save this place. He always has. He's not going to let us collapse. I believe that. I'm maybe Pollyannish and that's okay, but I believe it in my heart. I believe this country has been blessed by God, but it's, you know, he's not going to save us from the consequence of our own bad behavior. And we have large swaths of the country, liberals and Democrats, who do things that are destructive because they want to destroy this country. And I think they're going to have to feel the consequences of their own behavior. Who is it? Mencken, was it Mencken who said, 
you know, you, the effects of democracy, you should get them good and hard, right? Once it gets bad enough, things will start to change. It hasn't gotten bad enough. Six in 10 Californians just voted to, for, to allow people to take a dump in the street and mainline, uh, you know, uh, IV drugs in the middle of the street. Hasn't gotten bad enough for them. I don't wish evil on anyone. I'm not that kind of guy. But I'm afraid to tell you this out in California. It will. You don't think this is coming to your door. You are sadly mistaken. Okay, moving on. Science strikes again, showing you this will be a common theme in today's show, by the way, how the left doesn't know anything and what they do, quote, know is typically a lie or what they tell you they know is typically a lie. Here's an absurd site that's a kind of a laughing stock on the, on the right. It's called Vice. Uh, here's their Twitter feed. Um, this is an actual tweet by Vice. Uh, again, these, these are supposed to be the leftists with the coexist tolerance and we believe in science bumper stickers. These are these morons. These are some of the dumbest people on planet Earth. And I find it tragically comical that they're constantly lecturing us on science. This is an actual tweet from Vice. It reads, there's no such thing as natural immunity. <laughs> And, and even if you've been lucky thus far, Delta could change that. Uh, I didn't know that. So B cells, T cells, neutrophils, lymphocytes. I've had to learn a lot about immunity since my about with that dreaded disease a little while ago. And, uh, you know, I, I was unaware. I, I wish I had a blood test. But that blood test you get after you do uh, chemo and stuff, it lists out your, what is it, eosinophils, your neutrophils, your lymphocytes and all that stuff. I didn't know they were making that whole thing up. This is a doctor in a back room, right? What can we make up a word for? Let's call these eosinophils. Let's call these neutrophils. Let's just give them a number. What's the number? Seven? No, let's make it 76. Uh, apparently, Vice, a bunch of 18-year-old bloggers at Vice, have determined that uh, contrary to thousands of years of science and millions of years of evolution, there is no such thing, as a matter of fact, uh, as an immune system because natural immunity doesn't exist. Folks, ignore these people at all costs. These people are an existential threat to your health and safety. They do not believe in science. They believe only in oppression. And my beach ball theory is back at work here, by the way. Oppression does not work over time because people's yearning to be free will always conquer other people's yearnings to suppress free people from being free. Every single time. You doubt me? I've been warning you about our friends in Australia. We have a lot of listeners over there. I love you all, you freedom fighters over there. My heart is with you. I mean that with a passion. Australia's had enough, folks. Australia's turned into a prison colony. Australia's leaders, and I use air quotes because they're not leaders. They're douche canoes. Australia's leaders have decided it's a good idea to turn the entire place into one large prison colony. Ironic, isn't it? Australia's had enough. Here's some video of some construction workers. I want you to watch this on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. You can hear it as well. Here's a mass protest. This is happening now just about every day as they chant every day blocking a highway. Check this out. You're protesting the mandates and the lockdowns, folks. Again, it's my beach ball theory in action in live time. You can only hold the beach ball of freedom underwater for it until your arms get tired. It's exhausting to suppress people's freedom. Why? Because people want to be free and fight back, as you're seeing and learning the hard way right now in Australia. It's exhausting. It is not exhausting for the beach ball to explode out of the water. It is its natural inertia to do that. 
It's just simple displacement. It will move up because that's what freedom does. Freedom yearns to be free. That's why it's called freedom. It is just the natural state of being. It is not natural to want to be subjugated. Here's more. There's a bunch of construction workers as well who were told about a vaccine mandate. Well, they weren't having any of that. Here's what erupted after they were told. I guess they could be fired or something if they didn't comply. Check this out. Listen, to the liberals who watch my show, I know there's a lot of you. This is a serious conversation. I know you typically disregard what I say because you're too stupid to process it, but try for a moment. Try to break out of your uh, dopey cocoon. I, I don't think you understand what's coming. And uh, I'm, I'm afraid of that. I really am. I'm not afraid of you. I'm afraid of that. I don't want to see this country disintegrate. But if you're under the mistaken belief that because you've been told by your snowflake professor Samuel over the years about how dumb conservatives are, that you're going to continue to take everything from people, their freedom, their jobs, their finances, their sovereignty over their own bodies, and that they're just going to sit back and take it, that scares me. Your stupidity scares me because I don't want to live in a place where those consequences become real. I don't. I would rather just be left alone. And I'm genuinely afraid you are too stupid to process the consequences of what you're doing. You better wake up soon or somebody's going to wake you up and it's not going to be pretty. And again, I don't want to live in that place. I'd like to live in a place where we all respect each other, where we respect each other's space and freedoms. You guys don't want to do that. You're taking everything. You're proud of it. It may not wind up in the place you thought it did. And it'll be too late to dial down that temperature. Let's hope it doesn't wind up at that. All right, let me move on. Hey, here's what I got coming up. Um, again, today's show, liberals don't know anything and what they don't know and what they do claim to know is wrong or is a lie pretty much all the time. Uh, I got that coming up next. It's a pretty hilarious video about what people in AOC's district think the rich pay in taxes. It's just hilarious how they never know anything. I mean, they're so certain about their beliefs too. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Uh, so again, liberals don't know anything, and what they tell you they know is in fact a lie to you, because uh, that's what they do. Liberals are experts at lying and gaslighting and isolating you from the truth. We covered that yesterday. Here's a perfect example right here. You know, they claim to be the party of science and tolerance and facts and data and coexisting, but liberals are really the party of the bumper sticker. They throw a bumper sticker in their car. Uh, they get a degree in, you know, 14th century uh, women's studies. Um, and they tell you that they are somehow more knowledgeable than doctors, MDs, and others. That's what liberals do. Uh, the hilarity of it is almost endless. Here's an article up at Bongino.com by uh, Matt Palumbo. I want you to read this in my newsletter today. Hilarity ensues as residents of AOC's own district answer economics questions. <laughs> uh, his video is about two and a half minutes long, but I'm going to just play about a minute of it. So uh, some entrepreneurial reporter went out 
into AOC's district and started asking rich, uh, started asking residents, excuse me, what they think rich people pay. I want you to listen to the numbers they throw out there while keeping in mind, here's the actual facts. Cause you know, again, liberals don't know anything. That'll be a central tenet of today's show. The top 1%, the rich pay 40% of the income tax burden. The top 1% pay 440%. Everybody get that? Listen to the number. These people in the video want the rich to pay. It's even less than 40% while they're telling you they want to hike the taxes on the rich. <laughs> Check this out. I think that if I'm paying a third of my income towards taxes, why not the same be applied to uh, millionaires and billionaires? Like there's, if, if that's not fair, then I don't know what is fair. It's not fair to ask to pay like much more than everyone else, but if they pay the same percentage, that would be, you know, it would be fair. No, I wouldn't ask for something like crazy, half of your money, you know. If it's, if it's supposed to, I don't know, say 16 to 25%, I mean, that's a lot, but keep it under 20%, I think it would be good. Uh, you know, single people, they pay a lot of taxes, they don't, and they don't get nothing back at the end of the year, really. And uh, that's it. They don't even have the number. They're not even close. They're not even in the ballpark. The rich already pay 40% of the income tax burden. You hear them? Uh, 15, maybe 25, maybe 16 to 25. They have no idea. This is my frustration with the left. I'm proud to say I'm a conservative and I can articulate reasonable policy positions that you can disagree with because at least I know my facts. You don't even know your facts while trying to articulate a policy position. For example, policy position A, here's your typical limb. I want to hike taxes on the rich. To what? 16 or 25%. Sir, that would be a tax cut because uh, the rich already pay 40% of the income tax load and their effective tax rate and income tax range are as well above 35%. Individually speaking, collectively, they pay 40% of the taxes. You're arguing for a tax cut. Do you understand that? They don't even know the numbers. Now, that's why, even though I disagree with them, I can at least respect I, again, I disagree. I don't mean respect either that I like them. I can respect at least the fact they've done their homework when you argue with socialists and communists that actually know the numbers and say, well, we should tax the rich at 90%. You're a moron. You have no idea what you're talking about. There's no data that would work. Matter of fact, you know, Hauser's Law, we never have gotten more than 17 to 21% of GDP from tax. People just avoid paying taxes at those rates. You know, but if you know that and you want to argue for wealth confiscation, you're wrong. You're economically illiterate, but at least you know what you're talking about. Not most libs. No idea. Here's another example. How the lib, we need to study them again in their natural environment here. This is more evidence of how the lib, when they, they don't know anything, and when they do know something, is typically wrong, so they lie about it. Tax the rich. What rate? 16 to 25. They already pay 40. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm arguing for a tax cut. Yeah, you are. You're just too stupid to figure it out. Here was a great exchange up on Capitol Hill yesterday with Senator Ted Cruz, who is a trained debater. So you don't want to get in the back and forth with this guy. And every Democrat knows it. There was a hearing on uh, voter ID in Texas and elsewhere. And of course, the liberals take is what? Because liberals don't know anything. And what they do know is a lie. What's the liberal take on voter ID? Anyone? It's racist right? because they love identity politics arguments. Why? Let's circle back to the beginning of the show. Liberals know they will destroy election integrity forever and the country if we don't have voter ID because no one will trust elections. So in order to distract you from their destruction agenda, 
They use the whip story, number one. And the second story is they love identity politics, right? Whips fit right in. What's the second identity politics story? Oh, if you implement voter ID, black people can't get IDs. And therefore, that's racist. So Senator Cruz, he's, uh, you're going to hear him here. Uh, he starts with a quote from the Jimmy Carter, James Baker uh, study they did on voter ID a long time ago. That's the quote he's citing from. And then he asks the hapless, phony, documented liar, uh, Richard Blumenthal, one of the worst senators in the U.S. Senate, a liberal nut job. He asks the senator, he says, hey, uh, Senator, if you say voter ID is racist, then why is a state like Connecticut without voter ID have lower turnout, minority turnout, than a state like Georgia and Mississippi with voter ID? Watch Blumenthal because he's too stupid to answer the question. Totally dodges. Check this out. The electoral system cannot inspire public confidence if no safeguard exists to determine, to deter or detect fraud or to confirm the identity of voters. So apparently the views of President Jimmy Carter, the views of a six justice majority of the Supreme Court are are deemed by some members of this this committee to be simply a partisan diatribe. And, and, and if that's the case, I, I would ask the chairman, you, you, you talked about the laws in Connecticut. Why is it that Connecticut has lower African-American registration and lower African-American turnout than Georgia and Mississippi? You know, uh, I'm really not here to debate you, Mr. Cruz. I subscribe to Justice Stevens' opinion and to the <clears throat> views of former President Carter a distinguished Southerner, and I'm going to turn to another distinguished Southerner, Senator Cornyn. That speaks volumes. Oh, it sure does speak volumes. This happens every time. Do you understand they're just making it up? These are your, you know, your golden calves on the left, a United States Senator who can't answer a simple question. He can't answer, he can't answer a simple question. Why is it if you're claiming voter ID is racist, that states without voter ID laws like Connecticut or strict voter ID laws, right, have lower African-American turnout than states with them in Georgia and Mississippi. Why can't you answer the question? Because you made it up. That's why. Going back to a, a, the axiomatic truth about the left, they are morons. They don't know anything. And what they do claim to know is a lie. They're just making it up. Liberals out there just love being lied to every single day. These people don't know anything, anything. I know nothing. nothing. <laughs> right? It's, 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 and it, they're almost proud of it. I'm not here to debate you. Of course you're not. You're going to lose. You don't know anything. <laughs> and liberals are like, <laughs> like a bunch of bozos. So yeah. funny. He doesn't know anything. You don't know anything either. That's why you're a liberal. Okay, Um, here's Rand Paul at a hearing yesterday up on Capitol Hill with our hapless FBI director, Ray, asking again a very simple question. We now know conclusively for the umpteenth thousandth time, we now know that the entire Russia thing was a hoax. The Democrat lawyer who was coordinating the thing has just been indicted for allegations that he lied about the whole story. And Ray still, Christopher Ray, still can't say totally screwed up, cleaning house, we messed up. He just can't and won't say it because he doesn't want to admit 
the depth of corruption within the upper ranks of the FBI, an agency that has failed its agents, failed the American people. He is still hiding the truth. Check this out. Do you think it's appropriate that we use FISA court warrants to investigate presidential campaigns? Uh, what I do think is appropriate is that we use FISA warrants to investigate counterintelligence threats uh, to the United States as long as it's done in consistent with the minimization and querying procedures that are carefully approved. You don't by think the there FISA was Court. any problem with this investigation with the crossfire hurricane? You think it was all completely appropriate? Nobody in the in the chain of command was biased and it just occurred because they were curious. We just convicted they just indicted one of the Clinton lawyers yesterday for lying to you guys. You guys took it hook, line, and sinker and said, oh, well, we'll just investigate a major presidential candidate. Of course, there's a huge problem. You wonder why Americans, their faith in institutions is just collapsing everywhere. Faith in the CDC, the FDA, the FBI, the government, the court system, why it's just collapsing all over the place. It's just embarrassing. You know, I want to remind you about this article. I put it in the show notes. I don't like to do this too often because it's an article from May of 2020. It's an older article, but it's an important one. I just want to remind you all that the indictment on Friday was just the tip of the iceberg. That not a single Obama administration official that when they were put under oath in a hearing in, up in front of Congress, they were put in front of uh, Samantha Power, Susan Rice, Clapper, Ben Rhodes, others. They were all put in front, under oath in front of a hearing up on Capitol Hill. I want to remind you back in May of 2020, those transcripts became public. And not a single one could produce a shred of evidence, the FBI included, Andy McCabe, that the collusion hoax had a scintilla of credibility to it. Here's the article. It's by Emily Jacobs. Again, it's from May of last year. But it's still important, and I want you to read it. Obama's top brass contradict public statements about collusion under oath. This article did not get the traction it should have. It was covered a little bit by uh, Fox and other outlets that you know, covered the Spygate scandal but not by many. And I'm debating, just so you know, on my show Unfiltered this weekend on Fox, uh, 10 o'clock Saturday night, encourage you to DVR to watch live if you can. I may have this Democrat on who still defends this thing in a rebuttal in a debate because I want to hear it from her, where she's getting this from. Where I want to know a very simple question. Everyone involved, it is now shown, was lying, okay? It is now shown was lying or is alleged to be lying. The lawyer, the Obama administration officials, everyone. Everyone, fusion, all of them, it was made up. They still stick to this story. I'm debating if I should do the rebuttal with her this week on this topic. There's like an internal brawl going on here about, not a brawl, it's just, you know, we, we want to bring you content you love. Could be an interesting debate, though. All right, uh, moving on. So Hampton's Howard Stern is back again. Uh, you, you sense my anger at Howard Stern. You may wonder why I keep bringing this guy up. Listen, yeah. years ago, he had a lot of cultural influ influence and he still has some. And I grew up with Howard Stern. He was on K-Rock. I've said this before. It was a station in New York. It was 92.3. He was syndicated around the country. He was the richest, most powerful man in radio for a long time. And Howard Stern used to be irreverent, used to call out the... Uh, Forces it be, wasn't afraid to talk about anything. Uh, Howard Stern has now become a chump, a coward, a loser, and a rather pathetic, uh, mangled uh, zero. I mean, you look at him, he looks like a you know, rotting bag of bones right now. So Trisha, Trish Regan, and I think Howard Stern slammed Joe Rogan again. We don't want you here. Now, what's going on here? Uh, he has been attacking Howard Stern, Joe Rogan, for a long time now because Joe Rogan 
Uh, his doctor prescribed him ivermectin, an FDA-approved drug for parasites that has off-label uses for ivermectin for many doctors, right? So Howard Stern doesn't like that because Howard Stern is jealous because Howard Stern has become an afterthought. Uh, nobody really cares about Howard Stern anymore. Uh, his audience is dwindling by the day. Um, he's turning into Hampton's Howie, which he's been for decades, where he now kisses the collective ass of his liberal masters because he wants to be uh, seen as an important thought leader of the time, even though the guy's a moron. So the reason he's attacking Joe Rogan is strategic. Joe Rogan is now uh, the thought leader and is the really the premier content producer out there. Number one podcast, millions of people listen. And Howard Stern's jealous because nobody really cares about Howard anymore. And his influence over the culture is nil. The only reason people even talk about him anymore, people like me, is just to make fun of him because he's such a loser, right? So here was Stern uh, attacking, uh, again, attacking Joe Rogan. Said Stern joined with CNN and attacking Rogan as he insisted, we have no time for idiots in this country anymore, Stern said. We don't want you. We want you all to either go to the hospital and stay home or die there with your COVID. Don't take the cure. There's a cure. This is how stupid Stern, he thinks there's a cure for Because this is how dumb this guy is. But don't clog up our hospitals with your COVID when you finally get it. Stay home. Don't bother with science. It's too late. Go F yourself. We just don't have time for you. Keep in mind, um, this is a guy who uh, has people on his show who've had problems with drugs. Does he not want them in the hospital either? See, Howard doesn't think about this because Howard's an idiot. I mean, Howard's got a double-digit IQ. Um, the guy, I, I'm not even sure. Of it. Where did he go? He got a, was he like a, one, of those, uh, one of those charity cases they put in a college because they feel bad? I mean, this zero doesn't have the intellect to compete with Joe Rogan or anyone else. So he's been a charity case his whole life where people take care of him. And he cursed a few times on the radio, got a career, and now he uses it to try to hilariously bully people with more influence than him. Just a warning to the Stern crew. Again, no one knows that Stern better than I listened my, my entire life up until about a couple of years ago when he totally lost his mind. You're going to lose this fight. You're going to lose this fight. Rogan, Rogan supporters, and the collective group of us have far more cultural influence than you do. You are far mis you, you are totally mistaken if you think you're the Howard Stern of the 90s. You're just not. People laugh at you now. All right, enough on this loser. Hey, this is the story I teased in the beginning of the show. It's important. I got a lot of material to get today, so sorry. We're getting a bang, bang, bang. We got to get to a lot of stories today. It's Thursday. I'm running out of time for the week. Folks, these financial surveillance by the government is getting worse. You need to be really concerned about this new proposal slipped into this Biden bill. They are looking to put a dragnet on your finances and monitor every deposit and withdrawal you have from your bank account over $600. Folks, this is a Soviet-style stuff. This is real. It's not a joke. Here's an article in the Epic Times. Be in my newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to read it. Thank God the banks are opposing this, by the way. If it'll work, I don't know. Banks oppose Biden's new proposal on IRS reporting. Trade group calls the attempt an overreach, saying it would make U.S. banks a police force for the IRS. Here, from the piece, this is what they want to do. This is the, 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 the grapefruits on these people to want to do this. You will have nowhere, nowhere to conduct financial activities without the government watching each and everything you do if this goes through. By the way, hat tip to Glenn Beck, who's been covering this on, the, on his show a lot. Quote, almost every banking transaction, even transfers between your own accounts, would be aggregated and reported to the IRS, according to Paul Mursky, who is a uh, basically a lobbyist for ICBA, or is executive vice president, excuse me, the ICBA. 
which represents 5,000 community banks in the United States. Mursky says it's a dragnet. It's a collection of data in the scale we've never seen before in the financial uh, sector, Mursky said. Folks, what's going on here? Well, I've been warning you for a long time about how the government is going bankrupt. Now, is it going bankrupt in the technical sense, like a bankruptcy court would hear the government's case? No. The government is going de facto bankrupt by making its money worthless. I mean, if you never go bankrupt, but your money doesn't buy anything, does it really matter? You're effectively bankrupt. You get the point? Playing word games and euphemisms games with the word bankrupt because it's not an official uh, legal proceeding is silly and stupid. And the police love, uh, excuse me, the, um, the thought police on the left love doing that. They want to monitor everything. Why? What does this have to do with the debt? Follow me here for a minute. We've been discussing this for a while. Some of you know where I'm going with this already. The government is bankrupt. We are never going to be able, the United States government, to pay off all of its debt. So one of the ways it's going to try to get out of the trap it set for itself is by using negative interest rates. Okay? The long and short of it, without getting into a detailed financial analysis, is negative interest rates are going to allow the U.S. government to destroy and devalue the money. You may say, why would they want to do that? Because by destroying and devaluing the money, they also devalue the debt. The debt is monetized in money, U.S. dollars. So if the U.S. government owes $25 trillion, $30 trillion, $40 trillion, but the $40 trillion is only worth a tenth or a twentieth or a hundredth of what it was before, because they've destroyed the value of the currency, then it's less for them to pay back over time. It's got, if you want to look it up yourself and read it in detail, just put in any search engine monetizing the debt. It's a real thing. It's not some conspiracy theory. You monetize the debt. You def, you, uh, you, well, inflation causes a deflation of the currency's value. Your money inflation, your money buys less and less and less and less and less, meaning your money's worth less, but so is the debt. What does that have to do with these banking restrictions? Here's what they're afraid of, folks. They're afraid that once money becomes worth less and less and less, the way to get it, they, if they, if they uh, put negative interest rates in effect, they can encourage you to try to spend more, right? Because you won't want your money in a bank because it'll be losing value. So people are going to pull money out of the bank because of these negative interest rates like they did in Japan and put it in a safe. They don't want you to be able to, the negative interest rates by the way, we're going to make the inflation situation worse, making the money worth less. Is this too confusing? Negative, as the interest rates goes lower, goes lower, the debt is going to be worth less to the U.S. government. Just leave it at that. But if the interest rates go negative, which the United States needs to happen right now to save itself, people are going to pull their money out of the banks because you'll be losing money every single day. They don't want you to be able to do that. That is what's behind the Obama administration looking to keep track of every single financial transaction in your bank account. They want to know exactly what you did with your money. Withdrawals, deposits, everything. That makes sense, guys? Gee? Yeah. It does? Joe? Yeah, but I've heard it, no, it doesn't. often with you. No, I, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, you've heard it a million times, but I, I sense your hesitancy means that the audience may not. It's really simple. Lower interest rates, the money's worth less. Money's worth less. Government likes it because their debt's worth less. The only catch is they got to keep you from taking your money out of the bank as your money's worth less and then hoarding it. That's why they want to monitor everything. Try, take it to the bank and cash that check. I'm telling you that's what's going on. It's very perceptive. Okay. Uh, okay, thank you. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. On the other side of this, I want to uh, talk about the war on big tech. 
and a really troubling video from the Hannity show last night from an officer in the military. We got a real national security situation on our hands right now. Don't miss it. Interesting article by Nahal Krishan in the Washington Examiner today. Big tech, folks, they need to be broken up. That's clear at this point. I've changed my position on this significantly as big tech is cozied up with tyrants and totalitarians from around the world and has decided to be warriors against free speech here in the United States. Uh, Big tech is clearly comprised of Soviets and communists at this point. Um, There's no longer any doubt about that. This article by the Washington Examiner pretty much nails it. Big tech cozying up to China and Russia undermines our argument against, underlines the argument against breaking them up. So just to be clear, there is a large swath of Republicans and Democrats who are now starting to realize the danger big tech poses to freedom in the United States, even some Democrats for different reasons, but they want to break these companies up. They just don't like monopolies, um, uh, Democrats. And they also, you know, want more campaign donations. Remember, there's no power in yes, telling them yes. If you tell them no, they got to give you a campaign donation to get to yes, right? Famous uh, Chuck Ecker saying, an old friend from Howard County. Here's from the article. In the most recent instance of tech giants complying with authoritarian governments to conduct business, Google and Apple last week removed a voting app created by allies of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny thanks to pressure from the Russian government. So here's the argument. I want you to understand. So I need you to be able to intercept the leftist nuts who defend big tech because there's a lot of them. And the argument is this. A lot of the leftists have realized now the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Leftists claim to hate monopolies, but many leftists love Google, Facebook, and Twitter and other big tech companies because they attack conservatives and they hate free speech. Got it? So even though they hate monopolies or claim to and big business, leftists love those specific big business operators because they attack conservatives. They're useful idiots for them and vice versa, right? Right. So the argument many leftists and some on the right, to be fair, have been putting out there to protect big tech in their continued war on America and free speech has been, well, if we break up big tech, it's a threat to our national security because these companies and their scale give America a competitive advantage um, against economies around the world. So therefore, it'd be a national security problem because other countries will beat us. Um, Explain to me again how they're allies to our national security situation, big tech, when in fact these same big tech companies are assisting the Russian and Chinese governments in suppressing free speech in China and interfering in free and fair elections in Russia? Please, I'll, I'll wait for the, uh, the answer to that. Of course, they don't actually have an answer. They are not on the side of national security. These companies hate free speech and will do anything for a buck. And they figured out they can make more money with the woke crowd than they can with us. It's really no more complicated than that. So when your friends tell you, oh, national security, big tech, we need it. We need their scale. Really? We need their scale to do what? Suppress free speech in China to help suppress free elections in Russia? That's your idea of national security? These companies are genuinely evil. They need to be broken up yesterday. All right. Uh, You know what, Guy? Just go to the motor, uh, excuse me, the murder rates chart in the New York Times. I want to get to this. I want to go to the Hannity clip before we... uh, before we roll today, it's important. You know, I've been making the argument to you for now, what, seven years of doing this podcast that, and I said it again yesterday, it's not that leftists and big government policies, it's not just that they don't help people. That's bad enough. It's a difference between misfeasance and malfeasance, right? It's that leftist big government policies actively harm people's lives. I said it yesterday, I'll say it again. Outside of the constitutional roles of government, correct? 
outside of those constitutional roles of government, every dollar spent, one of your dollars spent by the government is likely being causing untold destruction in the economy. The government is the single largest source of destruction in this country right now. Anyway, the government, they destroy lives everywhere. Social programs that, that tell people not to work. They're defunding the police, crime in cities. Look at this. Here's Joe Biden. Again, his administration gets, uh, gets in. They're telling you how they're all about minority communities. They, you know, they're all about keeping people safe and happy. They're not about any of that. The New York Times themselves, look at these FBI numbers from 2020. I want you to check this out. Right after the George Floyd phenomenon, I want you to look at the, quote, largest one-year increase in the U.S. Murder, uh, murder rate we've seen in a long time. There is no precedent for this, folks. Look at this chart. The number is insane. You're talking about a nearly 30% change in the U.S. murder rate since these benevolent leftists that support big government told you that the George Floyd uh, case was the single biggest thing and therefore we should defund police departments around the country. Look how many other people died because of that. Again, it's not that leftists don't help you. It's that they actively, actively hurt you, actively hurt you and could get you killed. That is a scary. Look at the folks. If you don't see this graphic, please. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It's like the 5130 mark or whatever it may be. Look at this graphic. There is not a precedent in modern American history for the number of people who've been murdered since leftists told us we should stop focusing on street crime and start focusing on identity politics again. Tell me again how they care about you. Disturbing. And when you see it up close and personal, when you're a police officer behind that police tape and you see a mom showing up, a mom show up whose kid has just been murdered. Body parts all over the floor, blood everywhere. And you see the mom show up who has to see that. It changed your life, man. You don't need to see that twice. Leftists don't care. What am I talking about? They don't even give a damn. That doesn't matter to them. They'll blame it. Oh, it was Trump. It was Trump. Yeah, it was, it was Trump. Yeah, sure, it was Trump. Trump offering the National Guard to quell violence in big cities. I mean, it was Trump. Yeah, Trump did it. All right, there was a really important appearance last night on Sean Hannity's show uh, by an army officer. Folks, we're causing a real national security problem right now, the United States government with this vaccine mandate. I am getting, I don't want to exaggerate, upwards of 25 to 50 emails, communications a day, depending on the day, from folks in the army and in law enforcement who are getting ready to resign because of these vax mandates. It's not a small number. Now think about it. If I'm getting 25 and say half of them are from, typically half law enforcement, half military, let's undersell it. Say it's five to 10 a day. If five to 10 are emailing me, that means probably thousands more thinking about it, resigning because they're being forced to take the vaccine. Can you imagine the loss of brain power into our national security infrastructure and our military and our local state security infrastructure and our police departments? Can you imagine the damage being done by all these people getting ready to leave for a vaccine mandate that has no basis in science whatsoever. None. No basis in science. It doesn't take into account natural immunity. A mandate would take that all into account. and doesn't take into account any of that in many cases. It's absurd. We are causing a dramatic public safety and national security situation. Listen to this Army officer last night at Hannity in what was an incredible interview talking about how he's leaving because of this vaccine mandate. This guy's going to be one of, by my estimate, tens of thousands. Check this out. I've spent 18 years uh, active duty service. I've got two years until 
I'm eligible to pull my retirement. Um, but and I'm I don't want the COVID vaccine, and I, I don't plan on getting it. Uh, but I've had all the other uh, Army vaccines. I've, I've had eight anthrax shots. I've had the smallpox vaccination. I've had them all. So it's, it's really not about whether or not I'll get the shot, but this is really about um, the freedom of the American people, the right to choose your own medical procedures, the right to decide you know, what's going to be uh, injected into your, your body and what's not. Those are, um, that's a natural human right that, you know, we can't take away from people. And I swore an oath to uh, protect and defend the Constitution, which affords those rights to the Americans. And well, let, me, uh, let me ask you this, because there is a yeah. slight loophole in the vaccine mandate for companies of 100 employees or more, which is that you have to agree to get tested once a week. Does that option exist for the military? No, not, not to my knowledge. That, that does not exist for the military, no. I, listen, I don't know. I don't have an exact number of how many people this is going to impact. But I, again, based on my email, I think we are creating a very serious national security situation right now. But again, leftists either don't care or know this is happening and like it because their agenda is the destruction of the United States. And what better way to do it than destroy our military force readiness? Again, don't forget to tune into the five next week. I will be there all next week. Of course, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, no worries there. And then make sure you, uh, if you, if you would, if you wouldn't mind, DVR my show unfiltered on the Fox News Channel Saturday at ten p.m. I'd really appreciate it. It mean a lot to me. We had a great run in ratings. We we're a little soft last week. I don't know if it was college football, but I'd appreciate uh, you coming back this week. It was a good week, but wasn't a great week for us. We're used to really blowing it out of the box. So I'd really appreciate it if you can't watch it live. Set your DVR and watch it afterwards, unfiltered, Saturday night at 10 o'clock. I deeply appreciate your support of the show, this show and the radio show. It means the world to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gee, You got to send Gee questions for the Ask Dan segment tomorrow. Just go to rumble.com slash Bongino. All our podcasts are right there. And then just comment. Just put a question in it. Put a question for Gee, whatever it may be. We'll read them. We'll uh, get it to him on tomorrow's show. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.